Hey church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together. Those who shed tears as they plant will shout for joy when they reap the harvest. Psalm 126 verse 5. Obviously, I knew that farming was a thing, but I just never really thought about it. You have to realize that I'm a city mouse that's now in the country. As a kid, I was raised in a townhouse until I was eight years old. That meant that our house shared literal walls with the house next door. We had two trees in the common lot that all of us neighborhood kids would climb, and the grouchy old man three houses down yelled at us a lot because he was afraid we'd strip all the bark off the tree and kill it. When I was eight, my family got tired of that and finally moved. I thought I was living in the country because now we lived in a single family home with a half acre of land. It was great. We now owned four of our own trees. That was my definition of living in the country back then. We could climb as much as we wanted to. There were not many farms around us, so I never really thought about where food came from. Obviously, I'd read about farms and I had little kids' picture books with tractors and trucks, but I hadn't really thought about what farming would look like. And then I met my wife. I'll never forget the first time I came out to Illinois with her and some friends from college. I stepped out of the vehicle and all I could think was, I didn't know the world could get this flat. It blew my mind. It was after harvest and so I could see for miles. It was just farmland for forever, it felt like. When I actually moved out here to live 10 years ago, I began to realize what went into farming and how complicated it is. I began to look at the loaf of bread in Walmart with a lot more appreciation. Every time we had a family gathering, I'd have long conversations with Johanna's very gracious uncles and cousins, asking hundreds of farming questions. One day, I started to put the numbers together and began to realize the sheer amount of money involved. I started taking the price of land and multiplying it by the size of the fields that I saw around me as I drove around. It blew me away. Now on my drives to Effingham, I don't see brown corn. I see chunks of million-dollar plots of land. One conversation with my brother-in-law was really eye-opening. He said, everyone thinks that farmers are rich because they have a million dollars in the bank. But what they don't realize is that it takes $950,000 to put the crop in next year. This city mouse had to go back and chew on that one for just a little while. Psalm 126 uses the same analogy. Psalm 126 is written to someone going through a hard time. There's one prayer, one short little prayer in the middle that's addressed to God, and it's a plea that God would restore them from captivity. But the rest of the psalm, both before and after that little prayer, is a pep talk. The first half of the psalm is remembering how God was faithful before. It's remembering how God has brought people back from captivity before. The author remembers the joy that he felt when God restored them. The second half of the psalm, after the prayer, dives into some farming analogies. The one that stood out to me was verse 5. Those who shed tears as they plant will shout for joy when they reap the harvest. All I could think about were the Illinois farmers that I've gotten to know over the last decade. Every year, they put huge portions of their net worth into little furrows in the ground and cover it with dirt. I know that this is a way of life for a lot of people that surround me, but if I had to put 90% of my net worth into the ground and bury it every year, it'd cause some stress. It might even cause some weeping. I'd definitely be one of those who shed tears as they plant. When we go through hard times, we're planting God doesn't waste suffering. God does not waste pain. It's a very effective tool for our growth and maturity spiritually. So if you're in a hard time right now, take a deep breath. Do what the author of Psalm 126 did. Remember how God was faithful before 
and remember that there will be a harvest coming. Let's pray. God, I choose to remember all the ways you've been faithful to me. I remember the previous difficult times. I remember the times when I felt like it was the end of the world. But you used those times to grow me and change me. I'm a better person because you were faithful to me. So as I look at my current situation, I ask that you'd save me. I ask for relief. And I also know that you will bring a harvest. I will shout for joy very soon. couple thoughts to think on for today. Do you feel that you're in a time of planting or harvest right now? Are you shedding tears or are you shouting for joy and why? Name the times in the past when God has restored you. And how can those memories inform your thoughts about what you're going through now? Have a great day. See you next time.